Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bringing Bach Back. Today we're going to continue our look at St. Matthew's Passion. Last time we had looked at Christ as he was uh, beaten, uh, as the flagellation took place. We're going to pick up right after where we left off. We're going to jump right in uh, in an effort to continue to try and get through this entire beautiful and amazing work. Where we're going to pick up today is with Matthew chapter 27, verses 27 through 30. And this is going to continue the narration by the evangelist. And we're also going to have a small choral section in the midst of this as well, which I'll explain in just a second. But first, these words, Matthew 27, verses 27 through 30. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. This is a really poignant moment because all these things are being done to Jesus in a mocking fashion, and yet it is the truth, it is a reality of our world that Jesus is our King. They strip him of his normal clothes and put the scarlet robe on him, or uh, as is actually the case, a purple robe, uh, purple being the color reserved only for uh, members of the Senate, for the emperor, uh, and uh, this, this purple color was very expensive to make in the ancient world and so they put on him this royal robe and they put on him a crown of thorns and in fact they beat that crown into his head with a reed and so you can see Jesus being mocked as a king but in reality he is our king and he is soon to sit on his throne the throne of the cross so the evangelist will sing most of these words but we do have the words hail king of the jews sung by the chorus uh, to indicate that this is the um, entire crowd of soldiers that is saying this and in the same way that's reflected that the entire choir will be singing those words in a round and so we'll hear this sung now at this time die Kriegsknechte des Landfriegers ließ und zu sich in das Richthaus und sammelten über ihn die ganze Schar und zogen ihn aus und legeten ihm einen Purpurmantel an und flochten eine Dornenkrone und setzten sie auf sein Haupt und ein Rohr in seine rechte Hand und beugeten die Knie vor ihm und spotteten ihn und sprachen. Und speierten ihn an und nahmen das Rohr und schlugen damit sein
Next, we continue with one of the most important Lutheran chorales that there is, one we've heard already in this particular piece uh, much earlier, I think in episode one. Uh, we're going to continue next with verses of O Sacred Head Now Wounded. Now, there are five verses of O Sacred Head Now Wounded that are contained in St. Matthew's Passion, and here we're going to hear two of them right next to each other, verses one and verses two. And I think it's a really important important time to include these verses because it is describing the picture that we're seeing. Remember, we just heard the evangelist describe how Jesus was robed in the purple robe and he had the crown placed upon his head and beaten into his head with a reed. And now we're going to hear verses of O Sacred Head Now Wounded that describe this picture. And so the verses we're going to hear, and this is the translation that's in our Lutheran service book, uh, the, the German's just a slight bit different, but we're going to stick with our LSB version, verses 1 and 2. O sacred head now wounded, with grief and shame weighed down, now scornfully surrounded, with thorns thine only crown. O sacred head, what glory, what bliss till now was thine, yet though despised and gory, I joy to call thee mine. How pale thou art with anguish, with sore abuse and scorn! How doth thy face now languish, that once was bright as morn! Grim death with cruel rigor hath robbed thee of thy life. Thus thou hast lost thy vigor, thy strength in this sad strife. So we're going to hear those two verses sung now, and as we hear that, and we've just heard those particular words from Matthew's Gospel, we can picture this in our mind. Bach is using these hymns, these chorales from the Lutheran Church, to draw our attention, to imagine, to picture exactly what our Lord Jesus Christ went through for the forgiveness of our sins. That's why we can't just abandon these particular hymns. That's why we need to keep on singing them, especially in this Lenten season, so that we can continue to see how this beautiful music carries the truth of the gospel into our ears. And so we'll hear these two verses sung now.
Next, we continue with God's word again. We return to Matthew chapter 27. We're going to hear verses 31 and 32. These words are only the evangelist, and so we'll hear him sing them. And the words are as follows. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. We hear these words sung at this time. Und da sie ihn verspottet hatten, zogen sie ihm den Mantel aus und zogen ihm seine Kleider an und führeten ihn hin, dass sie ihn kreuzigten. Und indem sie hinausgingen, Funden sie einen Menschen von Kyrene mit Namen Simon, den zwangen sie, dass er ihm sein Kreuz trug. Next, we'll hear a very short bass recitative, uh, and what this particular bass song is going to bring forward is an important point for us to consider and the translations are all a little tough to bring across so uh, I'll do my best with this. The words we'll hear sung are something like this. Yes, truly our flesh and our blood doesn't want to carry the cross unless compelled because that which we should most care about is held in least esteem among us. Uh, and I don't know if that brings across the idea as clear as it could. It's very clear in the German. It's hard to translate into English. But the idea is, is that we too must take up our crosses and follow Christ. And yet we don't want to. We don't want to live as a Christian. Because the most important thing in the entire world, the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ, is the thing that we care the least about in our everyday lives. We put behind us. We find other things to do rather than to focus on. We uh, skip church to do things that really aren't that important for our eternal salvation. That's the idea that this one short little piece is going to bring across. And it brings that across as we've just heard that Jesus has to carry his cross out to Golgotha. And he's so beaten and battered and bruised and bloodied that he's even unable to do that. They must take Simon of Cyrene and compel him to carry the cross of Jesus Christ. Now, I think in that sense, Simon of Cyrene is really standing in place of us. And that's what this particular base uh, song is supposed to bring across. That just like Simon had to be forced to carry the cross, we Christians are forced to carry the cross in this world, and uh, we do so then as Christians following our Lord Jesus. And carrying that cross, there's nothing more important for us in this world. We'll hear that sung at this time. Oh. Uh-huh. 
bass continues this idea now with a aria. And the aria takes that same idea that we as Christians must bear the cross of Christ in this world, and it uh, drives it home. The words we'll hear sung are this. Come, blessed cross, with you I share it. My Jesus, share it you with me. And if too great my burden be, I took you for help to bear it. This, of course, uh, again brings home the idea from Matthew's Gospel where it says, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And the idea is the thing we're taking on us is the cross, and that really Christ is the one bearing it for us. Uh, And so that's the idea we'll hear sung now by the bass. Zu 
You heard how simple that last movement was, and uh, it kind of brings this somber tome uh, forward. As we continue to get closer and closer to the actual crucifixion, we're going to have this more and more somber tone. Speaking of getting to the crucifixion, that's where we're headed. We're going to now hear Matthew 27, verses 33 through 44, a significant chunk. And what we're going to see depicted is the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when they came to a place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, they offered him wine to drink mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they had crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put the charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross." So also the chief priests with the scribes and the elders mocked him, saying, He saved others. He cannot save himself. He is the king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God deliver him now, if he desires him. For he said, I am the Son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him also reviled him in the same way. 
Now this will be divided into five parts. Uh, we'll have quite a long part with the evangelist uh, reading the bulk of what we just heard from the Word of God. And then we'll have the chorus that will enter in the choir, and they will sing the part that says uh, the accusation, you know, that if you are the Son of God, you said you were going to destroy the temple and raise it again in three days, come down from the cross. Then we'll hear another short bit from the evangelist before we have another accusation from the choir. He saved others, but he can't save himself. Uh, If you are the king of Israel, come down from the cross. Uh, For he said, I am the son of God. And then it ends with another short evangelist section. And you can see here how when you hear the choir singing, how uh, how uh, Bach brings across the idea that these words are really temptations, uh, temptations for Jesus to not do the things necessary to save us from our sin. And uh, the choir is going to bring across that idea. It's very kind of uh, bouncy and uh, a very lively uh, way that it's sung. And you can hear that like someone shouting out from the crowd, you know, if you are the son of God, come down from the cross. Uh, That's the idea Bach's going to bring across in this. So we'll hear that song now, and as you listen, think about that idea when you hear the chorus sing. Und da er's schmeckete, wollte er's nicht trinken. Da sie ihn aber gekreuziget hatten, teilten sie seine Kleider und wurfen das Los darum, auf das erfüllet würde, das gesagt ist durch die Propheten. Sie haben meine Kleider unter sich geteilet und über mein Gewand haben sie das losgeworfen. Und sie saßen allda und hüteten sein. Und oben zu seinem Haupte Hefteten sie die Ursach seines Todes beschrieben, nämlich, dies ist Jesus, der Judenkönig. Und da wurden zwei Mörder mit ihm gekreuziget, einer zur Rechten und einer zur Linken. Die aber vorübergingen, lästeten ihn und schütteten ihre Köpfe und sprachen, samt den Schriftgelehrten und Ältesten und sprachen. Andere, 
Desgleichen schmähten ihn auch die Mörder, die mit ihm gekreuziget waren. And with that, we must come to our break for this particular episode of Bringing Bach Back. We'll continue looking at St. Matthew's Passion. My hope is to actually wrap it up in this next section and uh, come to its conclusion. So we'll continue with that just after this break. Welcome back to Bringing Bach Back as we've been looking at St. Matthew's Passion. We're going to continue part two now of episode number five. And as we do so, we're actually going to bring St. Matthew's Passion to its completion. Now, unfortunately, that means that it might be a couple minutes longer than it would be able to fit on the radio. So if you're listening on the radio, I invite you to tune in to our podcast version of Bringing Bach Back so that you can hear the conclusion just in case it gets cut off because we run a little bit long. But uh, to try and get it all on there, we're going to go as quickly as we can, just looking at the translations of things moving forward. We just had heard from God's word, and we saw Christ crucified with a thief on either side, and so now we're going to hear a recitative uh, from the Alto, and the words we'll hear are as follows. Ah, Golgotha, accursed Golgotha, the Lord of glory, they in shame are crucifying, the blessed Redeemer of mankind. He's spat upon, he's tortured and maligned, of earth and sky from him derived. Will he who made them be deprived? The sinless now for sin is dying, and so no cheer my soul may find. Ah, Golgotha, accursed Golgotha. And so you see now we're moving into the death of Jesus as he hangs on the cross. We hear this sung now by the alto.
The alto now continues with an aria joined by the choir uh, for a couple little responses in there, and it will sound like this. The alto will sing, Look you, Jesus waiting stands. Reach out with eager hands. Come. And the choir will reply, Come where? The alto will say, In Jesus' bosom, seek forgiveness, find redemption, seek it. The choir will say, Where? The alto will sing, In Jesus' bosom, you live, you die, you rest here. Poor forsaken children all, stay ye. Where? The choir will reply, and the alto will sing, In Jesus' bosom. This, of course, brings to mind the uh, death of Lazarus in the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, where Lazarus is gathered to the bosom of Abraham. We as Christians are not gathered there. We're gathered to Jesus' bosom. And that's where we come to, that's where we stay, and that's where we remain as Christians. We hear this song now at this time.
Now we continue with the words of Holy Scripture from St. Matthew chapter 27, verses 45 through 50. And this will be sung as we're used to. We'll have the evangelist singing the bulk of it, and the choir will sing some of the things being shouted out. We also have the voice of Jesus crying out shortly before he dies as well. And so we'll see here the death of Jesus. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders, hearing it, said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them at once ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, and yielded up his spirit. Aber die da stunden, dass sie das hörten, sprachen sie. Und bald lief einer unter ihnen, nahm einen Schwamm und füllete ihn mit Essig und steckete ihn auf ein Rohr und tränkete ihn. Die anderen aber sprachen. Was? Was?
you can see how slow and deliberate the tone is as it emphasizes the importance of these particular moments, the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. That continues then with the next movement, which is a chorale. It is verse 9 in the German of the hymn, O Sacred Head Now Wounded. It is the one that's in our hymnal, uh, verse 6 in our hymnal. My Savior, be thou near me when death is at my door. Then let thy presence cheer me, forsake me nevermore. When soul and body languish, O leave me not alone, but take away mine anguish by virtue of their own. Uh, and in in the German, it's just a little bit different, but it is the same one that we sing in the English, uh, and it really emphasizes it a little differently. When comes my hour of parting, do not thou part from me. As death's dread hour approaches, besides me thou wilt be. And when in awful anguish my time of death is nigh, thy cross will then uphold me, that steadfast I may die. We'll hear that song, and as you picture Christ there, think about your own upcoming death and how Christ's death means good news for you. You'll have heard there how different the setting was for that particular verse of O Sacred Head Now Wounded. It was very slow. There was a few odd chords in there to kind of drive home this terrible thing that has happened in the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now we're going to come to what's really arguably the climax. We've had Christ die, which is the most important part of the Passion, and it had that slow feel to it, but now we have a much more quick and uh, terrifying sort of feeling, the quick movement of the temple curtain being torn in two with a choral section right in the middle that uh, is the confession of our Christian faith, that truly Jesus was the Son of God. And that, I would argue, is kind of the climax of this particular cantata, this passion as a whole.
that confession of faith. And Bach emphasizes that. So what we're going to hear are Matthew 27, 51 through 59. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tomb after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. There were also many women there looking on from a distance who had followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering to him, among whom were Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of James and Joseph and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When it was evening, there came a rich man from Arimathea named Joseph, who was also a disciple of Jesus. He went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate ordered that it be given to him. We hear this all sung now at this time.
Now we continue with a base recitative, and uh, what this is is it's the theological conclusion from all the things, from all of our episodes, from the entire Passion up to this point. We just had the highlight where we confess that Jesus was the Son of God. We've seen that he's died. The theological conclusion is now sung, and it is this. In the evening, when it was cool, the fall of Adam was manifest. In the evening, the Savior pressed down on him. In the evening the dove returned, and carried an olive branch in its mouth. O beautiful time, O evening hour, the peace treaty with God is now made. For Jesus has brought to fulfillment his cross, his corpse comes to rest. Ah, dear soul, pray. Go, let them give you the dead Jesus, O salutary, O precious remembrance. And so you see there that we have um, the bringing of the fall into sin with Adam and Eve here and how all the actions that have taken place since then, how things were moved forward into a sinful world because of our first parents, all of these things have found their conclusion in Jesus. And now we might have rest and peace just as Jesus is resting peacefully in the grave. We'll hear this idea sung for us now. Next, we're going to hear a long seven-minute uh, about 
bass aria. And uh, just a reminder, if uh, you are listening on the radio, it might be in the middle of this that uh, it gets cut off due to time. We only have a few bits left, so I'd encourage you to check out the Bringing Bach Back podcast so you can catch the last few minutes of this. The bass aria that we're going to hear sings these words. It's the Christian prayer of faith uh, that we find after we have seen the death of Christ. Make yourself pure, my heart. I want to bury Jesus himself within me, for he is now within me forever. Shall I have his sweet rest? World depart from my heart. Let Jesus enter there. And so you see, again, we're inviting Christ to be a part of us. All the things that we've seen, he's done for us, and now we want that to be the defining characteristic of our Christian life. We hear this bass aria now.
Next, we return to the words of Holy Scripture. We look at Matthew chapter 27, verses 59 through 66. And Joseph took the body and wrapped it in a clean linen shroud and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had cut in the rock. And he rolled a great stone to the entrance of the tomb and went away. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary were there, sitting opposite the tomb. The next day, that is, after the day of preparation, the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered before Pilate and said, Sir, we remember how that impostor said while he was still alive, After three days I will rise. Therefore, order the tomb to be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples go and steal him away and tell the people he has risen from the dead, and the last fraud will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, You have a guard of soldiers. Go and make it as secure as you can. So they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. We'll hear this again in multiple parts. We have the words of the evangelist that will be sung by the tenor voice. And then we have a chorus that is the um, part where the Pharisees and the chief priests are speaking to Pilate, telling him to set a guard because of uh, the supposed lie of Jesus rising from the dead. This, of course, is uh, certainly ironic in the sense that Jesus will rise from the dead and not even a guard could keep him in the tomb. Uh, after all, Christ raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, and the guards themselves will fall on their faces as though dead when the angel shows up and opens the door. So there is a certain amount of irony here. And the chorus is going to sing that part there, and then we have the words of Pilate responding to them, and then, of course, we have the evangelist ending it with the narrative again. We'll listen to this song now at this time. Wickelte ihn in ein Rheinleinwand und legte ihn in sein eigen neu Grab, welches er hatte lassen in einen Fels hauen und wälzete einen großen Stein vor die Tür des Grabes und ging davon. Es war Abalda Maria Magdalena und die andere Maria, die satzten sich gegen das Grab. Des andern Tages, der da folget nach dem Rüsttage, kamen die hohen Priester und Pharisäer sämtlich zu Pilato und sprachen,
sprach zu ihnen, da habt ihr die Hüter, die ihr und verwahrt, wie ihr wisset. Verwahreten das Grab mit Hütern und versiegelten den Stein. With that, we have read all of the scripture that will be contained within St. Matthew's Passion. We're actually to the end of the Passion account. And so we have two more parts of music that we'll hear. The first of these, in a sense, is kind of trying to bring the entirety of the Passion to a close. Um, it's summarizing what's just happened, and it is an interesting and unique piece of music. It is a recitative and a chorus together. And it's interesting. It's not sung by one particular voice, but instead it goes through the four traditional voices, and it does so from low to high. So first we hear the bass, and then we hear the tenor, and then we hear the alto, and then we hear the soprano. And in between each time that these people sing, the choir is going to respond with the same words. So what we'll hear is this. The bass will sing, and now the Lord is laid to rest. And the choir will reply, Lord Jesus, fare thee well. Then the tenor will say, Thy pain is done, forgiveness for my sins is won. And the choir will sing, Lord Jesus, fare thee well. The alto will sing, O precious blessed body, look that my tears of penitence may show thee how my default has brought to thee such woe. And the choir will sing, Lord Jesus, fare thee well. Finally, the soprano will sing, My thanks to thee will flow a never-ending stream, that you have held my soul in such esteem. And the choir will sing, Lord Jesus, fare thee well. I think this is really beautiful because, in a sense, we're thanking Jesus for the sacrifice that he has made for us. We're also um, saying goodbye to him if, from a uh, worship service point of view. You won't see Christ until the Easter vigil, which comes after this. And so we are putting Christ to sleep in the tomb, and we'll see him soon. But until we do, we bid him adieu. And then we're also talking about what has come to us through the things Christ has accomplished, how through his death and resurrection, our sins have been forgiven, our sin has been taken away, and now we have thanks to God for what Christ has accomplished. So we'll hear these words sung now. I don't want to say it's a round, but you have these. Each voice sings their part. The choir responds, and uh, we're headed to the conclusion, which will follow.
You saw there how the bass, and then the tenor, then the alto, and then the soprano sang their part with the choir replying. When we were translating it, we translated it fairly well, but in German the words are technically Gute Nacht, which means good night. And I think that Gute Nacht, good night, is probably a better translation uh, now that I think about it because it's like Christ has gone to sleep. In fact, Christ himself, when he went to visit the girl who had died, told the family she was only sleeping. And the beautiful thing about sleep is when we go to sleep, we wake up. And the hope for the Christian in Jesus is that when we go to the sleep of death, that we will wake up, that Christ will raise us and all the dead and give eternal life to us and all who believe in him. That then brings us to the closing chorus, the final chorus of box St. Matthew's Passion. And the words that we'll hear sung are this. Here at your grave we all sit weeping and call you as in grief we weep. Sleep sweetly, sweetly sweep. Rest, thou weary, tortured body. Let thy tombstone and thy grave be the sweet alleviation. In our woe the consolation which our weary spirits crave. Sweetly sleep, sink to slumber, sweet and deep. And so we leave Jesus sleeping in the tomb. We leave Jesus sleeping the sleep of death. We leave Jesus sleeping, looking forward to Easter, knowing that on Easter morning Christ will wake up. And as we see this in Jesus, we know that as Christians that is our hope and our certainty as well that when we die, we go to sleep, and on the last day, God will wake us up. That's our hope. That's where Bach leaves us with St. Matthew's Passion. Now, this final chorus uh, is a beautiful piece of music. It's a chorus in the grand scale in de capo form. We have the two choirs that are singing mostly in unison for the first part, but then we have a dialogue section in the middle where we have this rest gently, rest, sleep gently, sleep, uh, going back and forth uh, with the other voices singing, your gravestone and your headstone uh, shall be the pillow and resting place for the soul. This is the idea here. We have this beautiful conclusion that uh, draws the Christian to the hope that we'll wake up from the dead one day. And so we'll hear that sung now. 
And with that, we have heard all of St. Matthew's Passion by Johann Sebastian Bach. And I hope it's been a blessing for you as you've heard this and you've considered uh, how Bach used music and Lutheran hymns and the words of Holy Scripture to focus our eyes on Jesus Christ crucified so that we might see our forgiveness of sins therein. You remember all the way back to the very first, first episode, that's exactly what we talked about, that Bach's goal is to point our eyes to Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And I really believe that through this musical piece, Bach does that. This will be then uh, the end of our uh, Bringing Bach Back episode. Uh, It's a production of KNNA, uh, The Cross 957 LP in Lincoln, Nebraska. We will have one bonus uh, podcast episode where we'll talk kind of about passions in a whole, in a general, and how they still should be used and could be used within the congregational setting uh, in Holy Week to teach us about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So watch for that bonus episode uh, on the podcast. We pray that this has been a blessing for you, and uh, we'll continue to produce new episodes of Bringing Bach Back as we go forward. Auf Wiedersehen, God's blessings, and a most holy week to you and a blessed Easter as well. You are listening to KNNALP 95.7 FM, Lincoln, Nebraska.